Involve. Solve. Evolve. Welcome to Cloud Crunch, the podcast for any large enterprise planning on moving to or is in the midst of moving to the cloud. Hosted by the cloud computing experts from Second Watch, Ian Willoughby, Chief Architect Cloud Solutions, and Skip Berry, Executive Director of Cloud Enablement. And now, here are your hosts of Cloud Crunch. Welcome back, everybody. If you've missed the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about strategies you can use to increase the value of being on the cloud. Last week, we discussed accelerating application development with DevOps. This week, we want to consider two strategies that go hand in hand and that people often think of as interchangeable, although they're not, but more to come on that later and also increasing your cloud's security and ensuring compliance. Today, we're joined by Ken Weinrich, who is one of our colleagues. He's the Galactic Executive Director of Managed Services. I say that because he is in charge of it, not only worldwide, but much beyond that. Ken, welcome. Thanks, Ian. Skip. Hey, welcome, Ken. Yeah, and Skip. It's good to be back, Ian. Yeah, Skip's here too this week on this episode, and we work uh, pretty extensively with Ken out there in the field. He touches many, many large enterprise customers that we have, and so he has uh, tremendous experience with what's going on and the trends out there. But obviously, security is paramount for everybody. As we're recording this in late December 2020, there's been a lot of news about breaches by foreign actors and uh, obviously other state actors as well out there, corporate espionage, who knows what else is going on. So the threats are real. They're not slowing down. And so we were hoping that everybody uh, does take their security very seriously. So, Ken, let's just dive right into it. I'm going to start off with just one question for you. And and this helps me, too, because I I butcher this sometimes and, and I actually know better, but it'll help us understand this. People often use the terms compliance and security interchangeably. But clearly, there's a difference. Could you help our audience understand what the differences are? And frankly, me. Sure. I mean, the way that that I kind of always look at them to be different is compliance is really just a set of frameworks and standards and policies. It's it's how you're going to be secure and how you're going to prove that you're secure. And then security is obviously the controls and the mechanisms that you use to enforce those policies. Well, that was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Good luck with getting Ian to really understand that. <laughs> Just kidding. Ha ha. Uh, it's not, it isn't that complex, right? At the end of the day, I think, you know, as we evolve and it's not really different in the cloud. Is it accurate statement, Ken? I think so. I mean, a lot of the things transfer, you know, from your on-premise systems or, or even not even enterprise IT. But obviously there are some things that are, you know, pretty unique to the way that the cloud operates, you know, the ephemeral nature of resources and whatnot. You might have to approach things a little bit differently. Right. So did a survey recently, uh, you know, for all of our enterprise customers, security is obviously the top of mind for all the ones that we're dealing with. And I would imagine that holds true throughout enterprise. How do we tell executives and directors, vice presidents, all those that are considered, you know, cloud environment is truly secure? Uh, Well, I mean, having a good plan is always a good place to start. I think like it's kind of hard to, you know, in, in IT, I think, a lot of us are used to building some planes as they're flying, but that's not really what you want to do from a security perspective. You want to have a pretty good outline of what you want to do and how you're going to do it and then execute upon it. So, you know, if you've got a good plan, you've got milestones and, and you've got, you know, different things that you can point back to. And, you know, that's a good step towards security. I, I don't think you're ever really done, but, you know, you do something, you do it well, and then you find the next thing to kind of continue to, 
you know, overall hard your environment systems, whatever it might be. Hmm. Yeah. So Ken, you know, often what we get involved with initially is we're asked for our clients to kind of come in and say, help me understand where we are. Those types of engagements usually look like uh, an assessment. And what are some of the things that we can use in those assessments for our clients or the people out there that they can really understand what's going on with the latest best practices, other vulnerabilities? Then how do you approach some of the remediation activities with that? There are, you know, a number of different tools that you're able to take advantage of that, you know, will give you an overall picture or landscape of where your environment matches up to common vulnerabilities, things that, you know, they've seen executed on in the wild that are uh, other vulnerabilities that, that, you know, you're not following industry best best practices and standards. Those tools do a great job of kind of giving you an assessment of where you're at. There's obviously a lot of coordination and work that goes into remediating the findings of those. And then also the refinement, you know, a very, uh, any of the security tools will give you a very broad sense of, of what you could be doing. Some of those are applicable, you know, some of them are not. Um, so, you know, having some experts with you to help you understand, you know, what makes sense to implement and how to implement it is really important. And, you know, then once once you have a good idea of, of where you are and you can address some of the some of the obvious deficiencies you might have in your environment, then you can start going out and being proactive and doing things like threat hunting and, you know, looking for problems before they find you. So, Ken, you just mentioned threat hunting. Can you explain to us what that is? Uh, sure. Yeah. So threat hunting, um, I mean, there's there's a lot to it, but but really it's just in it's an activity in which you have security analysts looking at your environment and they're out there and they're actively either looking for potential vulnerabilities and then trying to exploit them on your behalf or following the lead of, you know, maybe some detections that maybe are found in your environment that may or may not have been legitimate and kind of tracing those back to see if they were maybe a more targeted attack. And there's things that you can do from a higher level to, to broaden security of your environment. So would that include penetration testing as an example? Yeah, penetration testing is a part of it. But I mean, we're talking about cloud security, right? Yeah. You you kind of forget about some of the, the non-cloud things. Um, obviously, there's no data center that, you know, the majority of our clients need to be worried about because, uh, you know, the cloud vendor kind of handles that for you. But there are other, you know, the social aspects of, of this that you need to worry about, you know, things like phishing and spear phishing, you know, people targeting your business from one way or another that may not only be things that you could put technical pieces in place for. Like some of this comes down to process and training to make sure that, you know, the, the weakest link in anybody's security is really the people. Um, so to make sure they understand what to look out for and and how not to, you know, overexpose, you know, your, your client or, or your, your business, you know, it, it's, we, we can spend a lot of time putting up different technical guardrails and safeguards to help protect your environment. But if you've got someone who has privileged access and they do something unwillingly or they're exploited, I mean, you can't put a lot of technical chains around that. It's really comes down to training. No, 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 you cannot. And we've all heard those stories, of course, as well. And it's unfortunate. I think, uh, it, yeah, awareness is very critical to that. From a uh, from the world of managed, I know from a you know uh, services engagement wise, you know we're usually on that uh, on the on the leading edge of identifying, doing the assessment and what have you. What about ongoing keeping our customers protected? What kind of what areas do you how do you practice that, Ken, from your perspective? 
Yeah, um, we have so I mean from a security perspective and from a compliance perspective, we, you know, Second Watch does a lot for our clients there. A lot of clients like to have a separate entity doing their compliance just from an auditing perspective. It makes it makes it easier for them to say, you know, they bring in SOC, uh, they're doing a SOC 2 assessment and they want to point to another vendor and say, show me, you know, who accessed my environment, who you granted access to, why you granted them access, show me the entire audit trail of, of how that's worked out. So one of the things we offer is we offer that service where, um, you know, we can be that that trusted third party, essentially, so that our clients can uh, have that auditability. And then we also have a number of, from a security perspective, we have a number of offerings that we employ for our customers. Everything from the most simple, where we are looking at industry best practices on how you're rotating keys and passwords and, you know, what you're putting in security groups and whether or not you're making buckets public all the way up to, um, you know, management of web application firewalls and having like a, a more broad look at the border of the cloud and, and what's happening. Um, you know, looking at traffic that's happening over the network, what's going in, what's going out and, you know, Looking at that for various threats, sifting through that data, and again, that's sort of where the threat hunting starts to come in, is um, when you you got a whole bunch of data that maybe doesn't look like it's has been exploited or there's a there's a vulnerability, but to take that data and then kind of look further to see if maybe there's something that could be exploited. Although that it, it's different than security, compliance is there as well, and some would call that the natural twin, I guess, to security. But deploying and managing cloud infrastructure obviously requires some new skills and tooling and software management and all those types of things. But let's talk about what we see out there as far as skill enhancements that companies really need to implement. Anything you're seeing out there again? Um, so there's, from a compliance perspective, we, we have partnered with some of our partners and we've put some pieces in place as far as how you provision infrastructure in the cloud. I mean, uh, one of the common patterns we see is uh, with HashiCorp using Terraform and using things like Vault to make sure that corporate policies are being applied to the cloud when things are being provisioned. Like it's it's a lot easier to uh, stop something from being deployed in a manner in which it's not safe rather than detecting it as being vulnerable and remediating it after the fact. So from a compliance perspective, we like to look at that. That's That would be a new skill set. The idea of like linting prior to deployment. Linting? What's linting? Uh, you know, just as you could imagine, a lint roller on on your clothes, right, getting the lint off. Um, it's kind of the same kind of analogy to when you're deploying things like code or infrastructure as code in this case, you want to essentially apply policies against that code to make sure that the standards that are, have been defined are deployed. Um, it, it essentially guardrails bad code from making it into the world. And this is predominantly infrastructure as code. Is, That's uh, where, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Now, you've mentioned HashiCorp, which we, we do work with as well, and uh, a great platform for a lot of cloud activities, both security and compliance, of course, automation. What are some of the other automation things that you're seeing out there that are helpful to kind of reduce the level of effort in order to uh, maintain compliance? Uh, I mean, CI/CD pipelines are, are a great way to maintain compliance in the cloud. Um, it kind of follows the same principles, but from a more continuous perspective, you know, deploying infrastructure that is ephemeral by nature is inherently a little bit more secure than, than having servers that have that are built and not touched and live around forever. And you know, by by being able to quickly redeploy um, or make changes to that infrastructure using something like a CICD pipeline, I think I think ultimately improves your your cloud security 
or your cloud health perspective. Because, you know, if, if you did find some of a type of a vulnerability, it's, it's really, really easy to change it because everything's ephemeral. Yeah, I'd say it's a you know the DevSecOps kind of scenario, right? right? It's it's a from the from the onset, it's secure. So yeah, some you know bigger, I, I would say managing methods, right? How do we maintain compliance going forward as the sprawl happens, and you know uh, where we get into uh, situations like if you think of like you know virtual machines for everybody right and people just widespread deployed and everything how do we go about keeping um compliance in a big environment that just keeps on growing and growing is it different than you know traditional on prem or i i mean all of our clients are a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's inherently that different. You know, having someone who's responsible for for keeping an eye on those things is very very important. And you know, continuing to do that, I, I think it's it's important to have someone be accountable and also to continue to hold them accountable. Have regular check ins, monthly, quarterly, where you're reviewing what has been done um, from a you know, remediation perspective, what is being planned to be implemented, you know, to, to kind of be proactive in that nature. And, you know, regularly checking to make sure that your policies are making sense. One of the, you know, one of the leading causes, I think, of people deploying things, you know, shadow IT exists because policies are too strict, right? right. So, you know, I think it's important to take a look at those policies and those standards that you have, well, maybe, maybe not the 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 policies, but the the way in which you're you're implementing them in your environment to make sure that they match your business needs. Because if you make it really hard, you know, for your engineers and your builders to to go and do what they need to do, they might find a way around it. And if they do that, then you kind of lose all of the strength that you have planning yeah. and, and building and putting those walls up. So yeah. reassessing is, is important, I think. Yeah. Good point. So there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of ensure your compliance and security and all those types of things. But from a compliance standpoint, or if you're cloud infrastructure, there's a lot of industry standards out there. Which ones are are you seeing most frequently at this point? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Second Watch is uh, a SOC 2 audited company. We just finished our yearly SOC audit, you know, so that we can make that report available to all of our clients and potential clients. And so we implement that that framework and a lot of our clients do as well. You know, we, we see CIS in a lot of our client environments. Um, they implement a lot of those frameworks, whether it be golden images or, or various other like cloud platform hardening techniques. Um, and, we, and we assist our clients in, in implementing those. And then NIST and, and PCI are available and, and prevalent in a number of our clients as well. Interesting. Uh, hopefully there's, uh, you know, uh, not not new legislation coming, but um, obviously it's continuous involvement and refinement around these, right? Educating ourselves. How about customers getting educated? I know from a you know professional services engagement, we traditionally don't educate our customers in these spaces, but where we do, again, that analysis around compliance or what have you. Uh, what about from a managed side of the business? You know, do we find opportunities to help customers evolve, adapt to whatever new some of these are uh, yep. when they're changing. Yeah, we um so my team, you know, the managed services team at Second Watch, um I've got a number of CISSP certified, you know, individuals on my team and um you know they they act as a liaison to our client to to help them define some of these standards and I mean right there is some education that we give them like where it's, it's we're we're there to be collaborative. We work 
as you know, with our partners, which are our clients, you know, we, we partner with them, but we've even, you know, offered and, and extended that CISSP training to a few of our clients as well. I mean, they, they were interested in when we were, when we were talking about it and, and it, you know, we find that getting them educated and kind of having them talk, you know, either on the same level as us or, you know, in the same ballpark really helps because then they can turn around and champion that inside their own, you know, corporation. And, and it just uh, kind of extends our, extends our reach um, yeah. to be able to help them. I think that's key, key, and being able to have the same vernacular and parlance, uh, you know, to give that to the customers to be armed with to go have their discussions, you know, laterally, upward, et cetera. That's a great, uh, and not just a value add for Second Watch as a shameless plug, but just anybody that's considering these spaces is really understand what the what the jargon is and what the implications are. Uh, you know, you're doing yourself and your organization a, a real uh, a true service at that point. So, good point. Now, now, looking forward to the future, obviously, Ken, you're you're out there dealing with this all the time. What what are some of the trends, or it could be tools or anything? What what excites you about what's coming out around security and compliance, or areas that you've been dabbling in the most? Well, I mean, obviously, it's a very busy time with the news as of late, right? Um, with with some of the tools that have have been. Uh, Yes. Yes. We know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, th- there are a number of tools that I think are really interesting. Uh, Sentinel on Azure is is a very interesting kind of a framework and platform that a lot of our clients are really starting to dive into. There's been a number of new AWS services that came out around reInvent that that kind of focus in more on the security and on the network of of the cloud, which is, is, you know, in a public cloud, you're always a little bit removed from how much data you can see and how exposed the network is. But, you know, all the cloud providers are starting to peel that back a little bit more so that, that uh, you know, their clients are able to get a better understanding of what's happening and, and you can feel better about putting safeguards in place there. So those are the things that I think are really interesting. I, I think we're starting to see the decommodernization of the public cloud and, and, you know, Amazon and Azure and Google, they're all, they're all starting to back up a little bit and they're giving their clients the ability to use that infrastructure more, that more like they're used to using and less, less like a walled garden. And I think that's going to be good because it allows you to, to you know, make the changes as you think is best for you, and not you know what what the CSP, the cloud provider, gives you. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, as a group, they're seeing so many threat activities going on that it's. I, I think it's a great trend that they're starting to kind of lift up and letting us see what's going on in there. Right. So that's fantastic. Yes, it is. Well, Ken, hey, I really want to thank you for your time. We know you're busy out there in the trenches dealing with obviously security and compliance, amongst other issues. But no, it's interesting to hear your perspective. So thanks for your time. Sure. Skip, always good to have you here. Likewise, Ian. And Ken, thank you again as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. So next week, we're going to take a look at a fifth and final strategy to increasing your cloud's value, reducing spend while accelerating application deployment. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email us at cloudcrunch at secondwatch.com. You've been listening to Cloud Crunch with Ian Willoughby and Skip Berry. For more information, check out the blog, secondwatch.com slash company slash blog, or reach out to Second Watch on Twitter. Twitter.